Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you hear that sound, you hear that theme song, you know exactly what time it is. It is Attitude Era Monday Live Monday time, and I'm here with all of my friends, and we are having such a good time as always, and we'll talk about what is going on with everybody here in just a little bit. As you know, I am Icon, and I have Granny Hulkster with me. How are you, Granny? I'm doing well, thank you. Ready for another show on 89.1 Ken's FM. And I know I got the modern nightmare Matthias with us as well. Yep, I am here for another good show on 89.1 Ken's FM. And, you know, we got a big show. Before we uh, do a roundtable and figure out what everybody's been up to, I just want to let everybody know who our guests are tonight. First guest tonight is Tony Hudson. She was in... Just one of the guys back in in the 80s, and she was also in my favorite all-time movie about computer hacking, Prime Risk, so we're going to talk to you about that. We have Natalie Byrne on with us from The Expendables and a new movie that she's got called Tell Death Do Us Part. And we also have members of Black Sabbath. And Matthias, do you know who Black Sabbath is? Oh, of course I do. Do you know who Black Sabbath is? Not too familiar, no. Well, Black Sabbath happens to be the cover band for Black Sabbath, oh, and they're going to be here tonight, so they're going to talk to us about this. Now, one thing about Tony Hudson that you might like, Matthias, is she was in a horror film that you might have heard of. Okay. Uh, she was in Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. No way. Okay, cool. Now i got something to talk about with her. Right, and then she was also in Granny's a couple of Granny's favorite shows, The Love Boat, The Greatest American Hero, and Knight Rider. So you guys can talk to her about that as well. Okay. But anyway, let's get everybody caught up first off. All. Granny, what's been up with you the last week? Well, um, I had a busy weekend. Uh, I've got a big wrestling event to go to this Saturday, um, Extravis Slams of Two for WFC. We've got some big, huge stars that are going to be in attendance at that show. Teddy Long, Mr. Anderson, and uh, JTG, and EC3 is going to be in attendance at that wrestling show. Uh, August is going to be a busy month for me. I've got that show this weekend my husband my son and i are going to see my mom in kansas next week uh, we're going to be gone thursday friday come back saturday and then on the 19th i have another big wrestling event in fort smith that i actually have to pick up a couple wrestlers at the airport and take them to that event um jtg and eugene is going to be and Charlie Haas is going to be at that event on the 19th in Fort Smith, Arkansas. So, um, you know, August is going to be a busy month for Granny. So, so Granny, are you going to go up to Tony Long and say, let me holler at you, player? 
No, I'm not. I met Teddy Long last year when I went to Wrestle WrestleCon and WrestleMania, so I got to meet Teddy Long. Pretty nice guy. And uh, Matthias, what's up with you, Nightmare? Uh, well, I mean, um, still recuperating and trying to live life with a knee with this knee injury. Got to tell you, it's been hitting me pretty hard these past few months. Um, it's been pretty rough. Uh, but I got the opportunity to go out to Phoenix Pro Wrestling this past weekend, and I was supposed to compete uh, for the Phoenix Pro Wrestling World Tag Team Championships. Well, I did get the match, but unfortunately, uh, my partner, as I had suspected, I won't name names, uh, no-showed again. So what that entailed was I went out there and I challenged him two-on-one, and with my knee injury already in place, they decided to take advantage of it. And when I was ducking one of their double clotheslines after they had worked my knee, uh, it popped again. Uh, not too as severe, uh, severe as it has before, but it did pop again. So I'm just probably going to just say enough with no more bookings. I don't think I want to – I mean, I, I, I'd love to go out there and still wrestle and take all these bookings and stuff. But right now I'm kind of on the fence with it, but I've still got to defend my titles on October 26th or uh, August 26th. But other than that, I don't know what the future holds. Uh, but other than that, I had a very long, busy weekend of driving. I believe I drove a total of 25 hours throughout the entire weekend, uh, that going from Friday and Saturday. So I was uh, a lot of time on the road, a lot of miles, a lot of stuff traveled, but got to go do another wrestling show. So... That was kind of a small escape from everything else in the world. Well, what we're hoping is that the knee injury is not going to affect your acting career that I'm going to get you set up with. Well, I'm hoping not. I mean, as long as I don't really got to do anything too acrobatic or too scary or too, you know, height-related-wise, then I think we should be okay. You know, I'm always trying to find a backup for you guys. And speaking of backups, you guys all know that I recently bought a new house, and we've, we've talked a little bit about that. And everything has been going great with the house except for unpacking boxes. Every box I go through lately is just another disaster. The way that, and we're not going to get into that because I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, but we'll, we'll just, we can talk about that later. But, Matthias, uh, I already asked this to Granny earlier, so I'm going to ask you do you know what next week is? Right now, like I said, my brain has been overfilled with a lot of stuff, so right now I can't name it off the top of my head. Next year is our two-year anniversary being on 89.1 Ken's FM. Oh, wow. If you remember, we launched 8-9 of 2020. Oh, yes, that's right. And we've been, we've been doing this for two years and hopefully we will continue. I, I know I got guests booked up for the next year and a half, so our, our, our show's not going away. Hopefully we'll... Uh, We'll continue here on 89.1 Kent's FM, and I have not uh, heard anything that would waver that. I thought, so, did mm-hmm. you say August 9th of 2020? 2021. Okay, you said 2020. That's what threw me for a loop because you said two years, but you said 2020. So I just wanted to clarify that information. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was yeah, it was 2021 because everybody knows what was uh, happening with 2020. Also, I don't want to be kind of a Debbie Downer here, but I just did realize I completely forgot about it that we uh, did indeed lose Pee Wee Herman today. Um, I yeah. don't know, I don't know how he passed away. Cancer. Oh, really? Well, I didn't even know that, but I saw that on Facebook and I was like, 
Oh, I was gonna I was gonna mention that and I completely forgot about it. But yeah, rest in peace to Pee Wee Herman today. Paul Rubens, and you know the sad thing is, I was working on getting him as a guest on our show. So that would have been incredible. You know, I mean, being such a legendary you know, TV actor with Pee Wee's Playhouse and stuff, man, like that was our childhood. Yeah, I mean, well, at least mine. Yeah, at least yours. But I was more, I was more of a uh, Barney and Bear in the Big Blue House and Blue's Clues uh, kid. My parents never really introduced me to the older time TV shows until I had to find them out myself uh, when I was growing up. You know, as a, as a wrestler, I wouldn't tell too many people that uh, you were influenced by Barney because that might uh, affect you in the ring a little bit. Eh, you know, people can judge me for what I used to want. I mean, I was a kid. I was wearing diapers. I had no idea what I was doing in life. I, I was literally a 40-pound, 10-month-old just eating and doing nothing else with life. So if you want to judge me for being 10 months old and watching a purple dinosaur out on TV, I bet they watched a lot worse stuff out there in the world than I did. So... I mean, come on. Well, you know, well, we, hey, at least you didn't say te- uh, Teletubbies. Oh, uh, actually, I hate to say it, that was actually one of my shows, too. Really? All four. I mean, Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Poe, man, you know, the, the, cra- the crazy older time stuff. Yeah, I used to watch them, too. You know, well, we'll we'll channel that later. We'll we'll yeah. we'll 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 have therapy later on. Our first guest is going to be calling here in about five minutes. But I want to let you guys know something else here, real quick. The fact that this show is doing as well as it is, I'm not trying to brag here. In a way, I am. But from where our humble beginnings were to where we are now, it's just amazing. You know, and one thing that one of our fans actually emailed me. Uh, Matthias, and wanted me to ask you is the fact that as a independent wrestler, do you have to uh, do you have to go through doctor approvals? Do you have to get licensed as an independent wrestler? That was one of the questions that someone wanted me to ask you. Yes, um, it all depends on the state uh, that you want to go wrestle in. Uh, you talk with the promoter, and then there are some states like Tennessee, um, West Virginia, I believe, like all the other states like out there, depending. Like, let's say you're going up to do a death match and you're going to bleed. Like, if you know, like if you go to do a death match, no matter if you bleed or not, you've got to go get your blood sample and you've got to get that sent in to the promoter and you've got to get a, uh, a permit to be in that, well, not in the show, but the, the person that runs it needs to get all the permits and all the stuff to host the show and then you've got to get your blood work in to say you're good. Um, if I wanted to go on wrestle in Tennessee or, like, uh, as I was talking to um, – Oh, I can't remember his name right now. Um, I have him on Facebook, but the guy from South Carolina, the one that wanted to put him on TV, uh, Chief something. Right. Uh, he wanted me to go out and work for him, but if I wanted Chief to go out and work for him on TV. Jay uh, Eagle, yeah. Chief Jay Eagle, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was talking to Chief Jay Eagle, and if I wanted to go out and work for him whenever I wanted to, he would fly me out, but I'd need to get licensed to work in that state. And it's not even that hard. I just got to apply and then send, I think it's like $50 for a license fee. But then, I mean, if I get, if I'm in tip-top shape and I've got a clear medical card and I got the fifty dollars, then I could go wrestle in any state as long as I've got proof of my uh, permit. But it all depends on where you go. Like in North Dakota, I don't got to do that because um, I'm from here and stuff like that. And in Minnesota, I haven't yet. And Wisconsin, I haven't yet. But like I said, it all depends on the promotions down there and what they all need and what they want. So. Well, I'll tell you what, we, uh, it looks like our first guest is waiting in the wings. We need to take a quick little time out here. We'll be back after these messages. So stick with us and stay tuned for some fun 
with our first guest in a little bit. So uh, let me go ahead and play our first commercial. We'll be back after these messages. Stick with us. The new Wood Spring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Which brings Lisa Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. She was my first on-screen crush of the 80s. She can tell us about just one of the guys, and she's also going to talk about my all-time favorite movie. She was, the, she was a better computer hacker than Mr. Uh, uh, what was that movie? Uh, War Games. Uh, she was a better computer hacker than Matthew Broderick. We're going to bring her on right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely, the beautiful, she is Tony Hudson. Is she there? Hello, Tony? Hi. How are, are you? Are you there? I yes, am so can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me now? I'm so sorry. Yeah, go ahead with the uh, introduction. Go ahead. I will. Like, hey, this is Tony Hudson, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live. Monday's on 81.9 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Hulkster, the big swing, and the modern nightmare messiah. Hey, Tony, good to have you with us. Hey, I'll tell you what, I don't know if you heard what I said at the beginning, but did you know that you were my first crush of 80s movies? Did you know that? No. Was it from just one of the guys? No, Prime Risk. Really? Yes. I'll tell you what, you were a better computer hacker than Matthew Broderick in War Games. Oh, yeah, wasn't I? I did some crazy stuff with those credit cards and, and music and notes, and, yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah, I'll tell you what, like I say, I loved you in just one of the guys, definitely, and I loved you in school spirit. However, Prime Risk was the movie that made me fall in love with you, and I'm like, one of these days I'm going to get her phone number, I'm going to call her on the phone, and she's going to hang up on me, and that has happened, so I appreciate that. <laughs> well, here we are live anyway, right? Very nice to meet you. Thank you for all those nice, kind words. Right. So here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll do a roundtable. Then we'll come back, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But first off, we want you to give us a little background about yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm from California. I'm a native California girl, one of the few. I still have my loincloth and everything. <laughs> Um, but I started acting at about 15 and 16 years old with modeling and pictures and then commercials and then feature films and had agents along the way, but uh, worked a lot up until 19 years, 23 years old, 24 years old. And then I just kept getting married and having babies <laughs> and walking away from my career and coming back and then doing it again and coming back. But uh, I've always been a creative. And that's just what I do. So making movies and TV and writing books now. I'm writing books and uh, screenplays. So that's just who I am. It's, it's, it's part of, like, breathing for me. Well, you know, I'll tell you, 
being a being a star in the eighties, uh, you know, with you know, everything everything was different back then when it comes to the cinematography and everything. It's like you watch a movie from the eighties and then you watch a movie from the nineties and you watch a movie from uh nowadays, you can you know, you just watch a movie from the eighties and like you can tell that is an eighties movie, like just one of the guys. Now I wanna ask you about that. How did you get that role? It was a straight-up audition through my agent with a casting director that knew my work. I think it was Annette Benson, if I'm correct. I don't know. I, you might have to look that up on IMDb. I can do that, too. Uh, I just straight auditioned, but I obviously auditioned like every girl that auditioned for that movie for the lead role that Joyce Heiser did. So uh, I did not get that role. And they gave me the best friend, and that's how I got it. I, I auditioned for uh, the lead and got the best friend. Well, just think about this. The movie would not have been as popular if you would not have became uh, got a role in that movie. You know this. Well, I appreciate all your support. I agree. <laughs> why and, why you know, not? It, no, it, go ahead. And, you know, you also did a lot of appearances on the small screen, too, and we'll, we'll talk about that, too, a little later. You were in T.J. Hooker, uh, one of my favorite shows. You're also, you, as a matter of fact, I'm not just saying this because of you, uh, you were actually in a lot of all of my favorite shows, T.J. Hooker, The Greatest American Hero, Knight Rider, The A-Team. Uh, you were in uh, Nothing in Common with Tom Hanks and uh, the great one himself. You were also in, yeah. Yes, and you're also in Places in the Heart. I didn't really like that movie too much, but when I found out that you were going to be in it, I actually sat and watched it with my parents because you were in it. And I'm not just saying that because it's you. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, all this other good stuff. But before we do that, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to do a little roundtable, and like I said, we're going to channel my questions and my energy uh, for when we're done. But uh, now Granny uh, uh, loves you from uh, a lot of the uh, – uh, uh, small screen roles that you were in, like The Love Boat. That was one of her all-time favorite shows. And uh, you played Rita in one of the episodes, and I know she wants to ask you about that. So, Granny, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. We have Tony Hudson, and we have exactly 25 minutes. Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. And, I mean, he mentioned a lot of my favorite TV shows. I mean, I also like Knight Rider. I liked the Greatest American Hero, T.J. Hooker. I mean, I liked a lot of those shows back in the day. I mean, so it sounds like you were a very talented woman in everything that you accomplished in your career. So, well, thank what you was for that. Your, you're welcome. What was your most favorite thing that you enjoyed doing, whether it be modeling, acting, writing, you know, doing commercials. What was your most favorite thing that you had done in your career and why? And you can't okay, say this show because that'd be too easy. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is it's actually Places in the Heart, the movie that you didn't <laughs> uh, have an interest in watching uh, before. But uh, Places in the Heart was quite a journey. The audition process, I had three or four callbacks, and then I didn't hear, and I didn't hear. And I heard it was between me and a girl in New York. And ironically enough, the girl in New York was Deborah Goodrich. She played the prom queen in Just One of the Guys. And so <clears throat> we did that movie after Places in the Heart, but she found out 
after she got places in uh, just one of the guys that I was the girl that got places in the heart. And it was quite interesting. But the journey to get that movie, Places in the Heart, was a lot because they had already gone to uh, Waxahachie, Texas, which was 30 miles south of Dallas, to start production. And they weren't deciding whether the girl in New York or Tony Hudson in L.A. And I said to my agent, well, what can we do? How do we help them make a decision? And he says, well, they're already on location. I have no idea. I said, well, I could go there. Well, they're not going to fly you there. I said, no, I'll pay. And then my agent then called them and said I would pay to come to have them read me again. And they said, okay. So I took all the money I had out of my bank account, like $375, to fly from L.A. to Dallas. And I had this opportunity, Robert Benton, uh, interviewed me and auditioned me in the afternoon, then again at night. Uh, then the next morning brought the young boy who's playing the boyfriend in the movie from Fort Worth to read with me. And then they said, thanks for coming. And I'm like, like what? And so now I'm sitting in the Bates Motel in Waxahachie, Texas, a very small, dry town. And I'm sitting in this very dry little motel waiting for a, a, grip, a grip guy to drive me to the airport in like five hours. And all of a sudden, the director, Robert Benton, comes walking across the lobby. It's very empty. And he says, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I had to check out of my room. My flight's not for a while. And I'm thinking I suck as an actor. I can't do this. I just spent all my money to be here. And they didn't even say, you got it. And I was just so depressed sitting there. And he says, well, I'd like to let you know, pending that we can make a deal, the part is yours. And I just went, what? And he goes, yeah, have you had lunch? And I said, no. And he goes, come with me. And I went with he and his assistant, Sandra Lee, across the lobby outside the parking lot into the trailers, which they had all over the parking lot for production. And we walk in and the fluorescent lights are on and they're buzzing with faxes and phones ringing. And the whole cast is in there. Sally Field, John Malkovich, Danny Glover. And Robert Benton starts taking me around, interviewing, I mean, introducing me to everybody and, and welcoming to the cast. And then later I went home and I had a couple weeks and then I went back and shot that movie. So to accomplish that was amazing because I did get that job. But to put a tag on it, they uh, ended up cutting out that whole storyline <laughs> in the edit because the movie was too long. And then I ended up running into Robert Benton and he told me all about it later, what what happened. It was just too long and they had to, they had to eliminate the shortest storyline. So that was my biggest accomplishment of getting the job and then doing the job uh, and the people that I worked with and the caliber of, of production that it was with the Academy Awards that it won and, you know, Sally won her Academy Award from that movie. So, it, yeah, it's just pretty iconic. Does that answer you know, your question? Cool, you know, the other cool thing about that movie, you also got to be in there with Ed Harris. Oh, yeah, Ed Harris, Amy Madigan. I mean, the, the, it was such an amazing cast. It was, as an as a actor, to be able to be amongst that talent and to learn from everybody. And it was fun. You know, everyone got little houses, and we were a little community out there in this little small town. And actually, Robert and, Benton is from Waxahachie, Texas. So it was, and, it, it was very personal. And a favorite movie quote of mine, you also got to become friends with Cyrus the Virus. Cyrus the Virus, tell me who this John is. John Malkovich. John Malkovich. Oh, yes, 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 John Malkovich. There's a talent. 
You know, well, you know, he was uh, Cyrus the Virus in uh, Con Air. I did not know that. My goodness. Yeah, as a matter of fact, his character, Mr. Will, in Place of the Heart and um, uh, as Cyrus the Virus were completely polar opposites. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he is a very gifted actor, but of course not as gifted as you. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit. Now, now I want to introduce you to uh, my other co-host. His name is uh, the Modern Nightmare Matthias. Now, the, his favorite movie that you were in was Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. So he wants to ask you about that nightmare. Go ahead. What do you got? Go well, ahead. yes, you. Well, yes, you are talking about... A man. growing announcement, as we paid for by the New World Order. Yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed NSE World Tag Team Champion, and soon-to-be Phoenix Pro World Tag Team Champion, and BZW World Tag Team Champion, and APW World Heavyweight Champion, and honorary member of the New World Order, Matthias here. Welcome on to my part of the program. Yes, Icon did mention to me before the show, once again, that you were in Leatherface, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Now, that is one of my, considering the fact that horror films is one of my favorite, is actually my favorite genre of film of all time, and being able to watch all these iconic slasher films from the 80s and all this kind of stuff, and Leatherface being one of them coming out in uh, 74, I believe it was, with the original Texas Chainsaw, what was it like being able to be on scene and be, or be, uh, be on set and being able to work with uh, such an iconic horror movie villain like Leatherface? And, you know, it was interesting because uh, uh, not like you, it is not my genre. It's not a genre I was an expert in, meaning I didn't know all the – you know, trilogies and the family pictures that have gone, you know, over and over again. So this was new for me. Um, but Jeff Burr, the director, and I really uh, connected. And so when I got this part, you know, it's how do you audition for my role in there? I, I'm basically running in the woods for 10 days. Yeah. And you're in your little square box office. You know, how do you make that real? How do you audition for that? And so mm-hmm. I went in and I made him get up off his seat at the, behind his desk because I went over to the corner and just sunk down into the fetal position and just became this crazy chick. And um, and that's why I got the part, just that, you know, you have to do this. So then when I worked with all the guys, uh, all the iconic characters in it, you had Ted Forey and R.A. playing, you know, Leatherface and then William Butler. You have Viggo Mortensen and Joe Unger. I mean, all these iconic people that have worked in many, many, many horror films, way more than mm-hmm. me, of course. So it was it was quite wonderful. And then I also got to share when we were shooting the scene where I get chainsawed in half against the tree, he finally catches me. Um, that's when I shared with the director and everybody on the set, I'm pregnant, so just in case anything happens, <laughs> just so you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, and in fact, there's a, there's, a, there's a director commentary on the Blu-ray for that, and he talks about that moment. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would have been in it, like, wow, that, that's awesome. But, yeah, as I, as um, as everybody knows I mean, on this Dwayne, show. That Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say, you have Dwayne Whitaker, you know, from Pulp Fiction. I mean, it was yep. such a cast. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. My bad. <laughs> 
No, no, you're okay. Um, as I was as I was saying, as Icon knows and everybody all that watches the show knows, I am a huge horror movie geek. I'm a huge horror movie fan. That is my my top next to comedy is my absolute favorite genre of horror because or of film because of all the creativity that has to come along with it. And I mean, sometimes you know you mm-hmm. get the basic, but then there's sometimes where you get like the most creative. And when it comes when it comes to horror, and I tell this to a lot of people when I talk to people that have either been on horror films or love horror films, that I would rather take a movie that has three or four kills in it, but it's more creative, rather than yes. oh he just goes and kills twenty twenty five people. Like it's like okay, you know he's gonna kill him, he's gonna kill him, he's gonna kill her, yada yada yada. Whereas if you don't know who he's actually going to kill, but if you do know, then you know it's going to be creative in the process. And that is one thing that horror movies, I say, have absolute power over in the creativity department with stuff like that. Oh, yeah. They definitely do um, <laughs> go on the limb. In fact, it was 1990 that Leatherface came out with uh, Massacre 3. So it was, yep. um, you know, and Kate Hodge, and and uh, William Butler, they were really cool. They were cool people. But yeah, I mean, horror horror has its own audience. It's it's amazing. It it I mean, it is a tight knit group that likes all of that. And then, you know, the masks and the and the co- the cosplay, you know, that goes along with it. You know. Yeah. Well, then I'll, I'll ask this. Uh, let's just say you get recognized, like on the street, and let's just say, hey, I recognize you from so-and-so and so-and-so, uh, what is the thing that you would say that you get recognized most for? Uh, just one of the guys. Okay. The 80, she played the 80, Denise, 80, by the way. Yeah, I co-star in that playing Denise, and, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, a, that was a fun experience, actually. That was a really fun movie to make. And it begins, it really has a big, big, big cult following. And, and then it um, had like, the 30th, 40th year anniversary. Oh wow! Okay, um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of another question here. So Icon, I'll let you take over. And if I come up with one, I'll let you know. Well, we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about uh, just, we're going to talk about just about one of the guys, and then we're going to talk about more about Prime Risk because that was my all-time favorite movie of all the time. Uh, we have uh, Tony Hudson as our guest here. We got about uh, 15 minutes here with Tony. And for those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, like that. Go to 89.1 Kent FM page, like that. Do a $10 a month donation pile. The tower will get you automatically qualified to win a autographed picture from past guest, current guest, or future guest. Uh, Tony, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways? Sure, absolutely. All right. Now, i got to ask you, you know, one thing about just one of the guys, you know, I wanted to be in that movie when I was a kid. Uh, you know what character I wanted to play in that movie? Yes, probably the brother. Yes, I did, because he had a crush on you and every woman also that did, that had a pulse. And that was just like me. <laughs> uh, and, of course, you know, you also got to be in... Uh, uh, you also got to be in that movie with the jerk from uh, uh, Karate Kid, uh, William Zabika. Uh, is 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 he that way uh, in real life, or is he a, actually a kind, gentle guy? Well, it's William Zabka, Billy Zabka, 
and he was played the bully in Karate Kid and the bully in Just One of the Guys both. And now he's that Cobra Kai guy. That's he's the star of Cobra Kai. So that's who where he's at right now. And really, he's an amazing human being. He's married. He's Christian. And he's been directing and producing and, of course, now his own television series. But, yeah, he even was nominated for an Academy Award for a short film that he directed. So he's been doing a lot. But he, he was a great guy, very opposite of being a bully. That, that's really cool. Now, well, okay, so I'll, I guess I'll start liking him uh, now because you actually changed my mind about him. I just thought he was like that way all the time. Now, no. the other... The other cool thing about uh, that uh, movie is uh, all the different, uh, well, I guess you could say innuendo, and it, w- w- it was kind of risque at the time. When you think about it, a, basically the premise is a gal that dresses up like a guy and does all this thing. And actually, when you think about it, like you say, that was kind of risque back then, but you fast forward to 2023, uh, it's it's actually kind of, how you want to say, uh, more of our society uh, that w- that that happens if you know what I mean. Well, yes. In fact, yeah. Well, you're talking cross dressing, transgender, all the different things that are going on right now out there. Right. And exactly. Yeah. This this is one of those movies that um, was championing, you know, the idea that you can have feelings for somebody no matter what you look like, you know, boy, girl, whatever, and then you know, playing playing with that gender. And, uh, yeah, it, it kind of pushed the envelope. But those movies have been around, you know, a long time. Some Like It Hot. What was the series? Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks. They all dressed up as girls. It's it's quite a common theme in Hollywood to make those kinds of films. You know, and one thing I, I do got to tell you, and I know that a lot of my friends from elementary school are uh, are, are listening, so they're going to, uh, I, they probably didn't. They, well, they didn't believe me back then. They're, I know they're not going to believe me now. But uh, when uh, we first saw that movie, uh, I actually told everybody that you were my cousin. <laughs> Why that? Why did you say that? Because I wanted to be popular, and guess what? <laughs> it worked for a while. <laughs> right? I, I, did anybody check it out and call you? Call your bluff? Well, yeah, they're wondering. So, when is your when is your why does your cousin never come to your birthday parties? I'm like, you never come to my birthday party, so how do you know she's never been there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony Hudson's our guest here. We got about uh, ten minutes here. Well, Tony, I, I do want to talk to you about uh, a couple of other movies, and I want to uh, talk to you about my favorite movie, Prime Risk. Now, you were in Nothing in Common with uh, Jackie Gleason and Tom Hanks. Now, that had to been a blast being on the on a set with screen legends such as them. Oh, yes, absolutely. That, Nothing in Common, which was 1986, it was Gary Marshall directing, and, and he was like a surrogate dad to me, Gary Marshall. So um, I uh, had a great time on that. I've been in several of his films, even his very first one that he directed. And then the writers, Rick Podell and Michael Preminger, were personal friends of mine and my husband's at the time, Dirk Benedict. So we knew the writers. I played the uh, out door outside the elevator receptionist on the floor where Tom Hanks character worked in a big high rise. He was an ad advertising executive. Sheila Ward played uh, the girlfriend and Jackie Gleason, which was his very last film played Tom Hanks's father. So he had to get past me, Jackie Gleason to get to his son's character in the movie. So I, all my scenes, 
all of them except one tiny one with Tom Hanks were with Jackie Gleason. And a really cute story, um, Gary introduced us to each other, Gary Marshall, the director, when, when, when he showed up on set to work that scene, and he wanted us to run our line. <clears throat> so I said, okay, and he agreed. We were introduced briefly, and he was very brief with me, Jackie Gleason. And then we started to rehearse the scene, and Jackie said the first line and then expected me to say my line after that. And actually, in the scene, I have the first line. So I interrupted. I said, uh, excuse me, Mr. Gleason, I think I have the first line in the scene. And he got a big grin on his face, and he said, we're going to get along just fine. He loved that I stood up to him and, and held my own to, like, do the scene right. So that was a really, really great experience working in Nothing in Common. It really was. Well, you know, i got to ask you a little bit about Gary Marshall. A couple things. Did you ever get to have a budget call with Gary Marshall? Gary Marshall gave me away when I got married. Gary Marshall, I, I, we had our birthdays are four days apart. Uh, he was family. Yeah. And, uh, and we played softball Gary Marshall, and tennis. Uh, through Gary Marshall, did you get to meet uh, Laverne DeVazio? Oh, of course. Penny. Penny was very nice. In fact, the movie uh, Pretty Woman with Ronnie Hallen, which is the other sister with the Penny and the Gary Marshall, uh, I auditioned for Pretty Woman, and uh, they were all all involved, but uh, Penny was very uh, participatory in that process. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, Pretty Woman made a lot of money, but if you would have been, uh, had Julia Roberts' character, it would have made like nine, ten, eleven trillion dollars if you would have been in that role. Oh, I love your enthusiasm. You're so kind. <laughs> I actually know Julia. She's quite dynamic. I think she was perfect for that role, but I love that you think that. Well, uh, did, did you uh, – well, you know, you tried out for the role. Why didn't they, they – you know, they should have let you have like a, uh, like a cameo in that movie. I mean, that would have been so awesome. Yeah, they almost gave me the role that uh, Laura Sangiacomo played, the, the best friend of the hooker, best friend to Julia's character. Um, right. Who's, you know, not doing as well as Julia's character. Uh, I almost did that role, but they gave it, they went a different direction ethnically. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious. I don't, I don't know if you can, uh, you can talk about it, and I'll understand if you, if you can't. But, you know, out in Hollywood right now, there's a, there is a certain – event going on, and I'm sure you're uh, familiar with it. Are you allowed to talk about it, or would you just rather not what, mention anything about it? you talking about the strike? You talking about the yeah. strike? Yeah, yeah, I can talk about it. Uh-huh. Now, yeah, I mean, what, did you, you what, think, what, what uh, angle are you on? Well, my angle is, do you think this is going to be a long, drawn-out process, or do you think it uh, is going to get settled before too long? Um... Look, people want to make creative projects and they want to make money. So even the ones that are making the strike happen. <laughs> so it'll get settled because it, it just always does. And I, I don't know how quickly. I, I couldn't even give you a time frame. But from my point of view, all, the, all these kind of moments, yes, we're working out numbers and we're trying to be fair to the people involved. But then just go in and be creative. Take this time to sit home in your office instead of being on location and auditioning all the time or, you know, or on set because a script or a series is in process and you're the writer. No, write new stuff. Write more. Sit home. You, you're allowed to do that during a strike. <laughs> Create your own project, that, actors. Act, you know? That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, I'll tell you what. I, 
uh, we got uh, we got about uh, five minutes here left with you, and I wish it were five more years. However, uh, I do got to ask you about my favorite film, uh, uh, Prime Risk. Now, in the movie, of course, it came out in 1985. You played mm-hmm. a, a kind of like a bank hacker, a bank hacker of sorts, right? Well, yeah, I play it like a computer whiz smart chick, and this guy doesn't give me a job, and I get mad at him, so I make an ATM card to take money out of his account. I'm not a real legit chick. In other words, my morals aren't too good, but I got revenge. And uh, and then uh, we notice that they're doing some shady things, and we witness them doing it, and then they start chasing us, and it becomes a cat and mouse little game. It's kind of like war games, but not. You know that you know the one line in that movie that really upset me that uh, you were involved in when they said, "Can you type, Miss Collins?" I I wanted to choke the guy. <laughs> yeah, taking taking a woman for just that's all she's good for is being a little secretary. And uh, the, my favorite part about that is at the end of the movie, and a, a spoiler alert, so if anybody want, that wants to go watch the movie, I recommend it. Uh, but this is spoiler alert. My favorite part of the movie is at the end of the movie, you got revenge. You, that is, uh, you made a duplicate of his debit card. You put the money in the machine. You drained his bank account, and then you took all his money and threw out the window of a plane. Yes. Yes, we figured we weren't going to be people that stole his money and used it for our good, but at least we taught him a lesson and blessed a whole bunch of people down below. <laughs> now, can I uh, can I ask you a little bit about that scene? Now, were you guys weren't were you really in a plane? Did you really throw money out, or was that just like because uh, they didn't really have mm-hmm. CGI back then? No, no CGI. No, in fact, it was a really good stunt driver. In fact, I forget what his name was. He was a really good pilot. Uh, but, no, we sat on the ground, and they just shook the plane. Uh, all that looking down, looking way down, I'm, I'm on the ground. I'm on the ground, not even in the air, and I have to act like I'm looking down and like we almost hit the building and look out, and, ooh, that's all pretend. <laughs> that's all made up. It's called acting. <laughs> Well, you know, the reason why I was going to ask is, of like, uh, where I was like wondering where you shot that scene at to see if I could like uh, go and see if any of the uh, the money still out there somewhere. <laughs> I think it was in Van Nuys Airport. wasn't too far away. <laughs> out here in California. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, to- uh, Tony Hudson's our guest here. We got uh, three minutes here with Tony. Uh, so our our friends can check you out if they wanted to. Do you got a uh, Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? I do. I got it all. So on Instagram, on IG, it's um, Tony with an I, T-O-N-I Hudson, H-U-D-S-O-N, and the number nine, because someone already had Tony Hudson when I got on Instagram. So Tony Hudson nine. And then on Facebook, it's just Tony Hudson, T-O-N-I Hudson. And uh, Twitter, same. Uh, LinkedIn, same. Thread, same. So I, I'm Tony Hudson pretty much everywhere. But I do want to mention before we jump off here is my latest book just came out. It's my third book, and it's based on my dating on Tinder, and it's called Tinder Love. There's an e-book. There's a paperback. You can get it on Amazon.com forward slash books. And um, it's a compilation of 14 dates and written in two and a half pages and one picture for each date. It's quite the ride. It's erotica. And I've never... <laughs> 
even read erotica, but now I wrote a book about it, and it's quite enlightening, and it has to do with uh, taking back my sexuality as a grown woman because of my childhood and having challenges with all of that. So it's it's fun, it's erotic, and it's enlightening, I think. So Tinder Love, get that now. Well, I'll tell you what, and, uh, and again, I'll understand if you turn me down for this. Would you be willing to send an autographed copy of that book that I can give to my wife uh, our anniversary is coming up on September 25th, and she she just she's just all about books. And I would love to give her that book for our anniversary autographed uh, from you to her. Well, let's talk about that offline, and I'd be glad to help you out for your anniversary. Yeah, it, it'll also probably help keep me out of the doghouse uh, for the next couple of years too, because uh, I bought her a Mustang for her birthday a couple of years ago, and I'm still in the doghouse. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll tell you what, Tony, you. Uh, you have been so wonderful. You have been awesome and amazing. I love you very much, and I'm not just saying that because it's you. Uh, I, I've been a fan of yours ever since uh, ever since uh, Prime Risk and just one of the guys. So I, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us. We love you so much, and hopefully, if we haven't scared you away too much, uh, that uh, you would be willing to join us again at some point. I would love to join you again. This has been fun, and it's nice to uh, expand out and get another audience to know who I am and, and reach out and maybe find uh, things to do out there. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. We love you. Have a good night. Be safe out there, all right? All right. Thank you. Have a great all night. Right. Bye. All right. My first on-screen crush, Tony Hudson, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we're going to take a quick little commercial break, and uh, we're going to talk to my current on-screen crush. So, uh uh, we'll be back after these messages, so stick with us, and we will entertain you after these messages. So, if your spring and summer projects include some concrete work, Elevated Concrete can help. They can be reached at 701-866-9018 or at Elevated Concrete on Facebook. Their concrete work includes driveways, sidewalks, walkways, approaches, garage floors, patios, and shed pads. Plus, they offer decorative or stamped concrete as well. And all estimates are free. They are ready right now. Any concrete project you have. That's Elevated Concrete at 701-866-9018. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room right now and walking down the aisle. She's a star. She's a star of a current movie. She's my current on-screen crush, ladies and gentlemen, and she's going to help us feel that burn. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the lovely, the beautiful, she is Natalie Byrne. Hi. Hi. Oh, my name is Natalie Byrne, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday Life Monday on 89.1 Kansas. And with your host, the icon, the godmother wrestling granny holster, the big swing, and the modern nightmare, Matisse. How are you, Natalie? Good to have you. Or should I, or should I refer to you as Miss Byrne? Uh, Natalie's fine. Oh, okay. And uh, I will I will say this: uh, your uh, your beautiful accent is going to raise our uh, ratings up another fifty points. So we we glad you, uh, you're here. Uh, so here's what we're going to do here: uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions. We'll do a roundtable. And then uh, I'll come back to me and we'll ask you the tougher questions. Uh, but first off, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll have some fun with the interview. Go ahead. Let's do it. Well, yeah, go ahead. Give us a little background about yourself. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so I am um, originally Ukrainian. Um, I was a 
prima ballerina for many years, and then I transitioned into acting, moved to Hollywood, and became an actress and a producer. And I have a new movie coming out called Till Death to Us Part, August 4th in theaters, near you. <laughs> there you go. Now, now, you know, the cool thing is about uh, having a movie coming out in a couple weeks, uh, how many different premieres have you, uh, uh, how many different events have you been to uh, with this movie so far? Uh, actually, none. With this movie, none. We're just starting. We're like, we're very excited. We haven't gotten into any festivals. We were kind of just holding off for a big premiere. Um, well, and then, you know, SAG After obviously um, happened. And right now, like I stand with my union, so I'm not trying to do anything, you know, to jeopardize my career or my movie. Therefore, we're having a small screening for just crew and, and you know, and actors. But that's about it. But we're very excited with the fact that the movie is coming out in theaters August 4th, regardless, you know, and I'm, and I'm the main producer on it. And we're not a struck movie. We're non-AMPTP, so um, we're totally indie. So, you know, I'd love for everybody out there to support it. Please then go watch it. And we're definitely, uh, uh, we're definitely going to talk a lot about that movie and probably one of my favorite movies of yours, uh, Acceleration. As a matter of fact, uh-huh. uh, you were nice enough uh, the last time you were on. This is actually the fourth time you've been on with us. Uh, the last time you were on, you sent really? me a copy of yeah. You sent me a copy of Acceleration, and uh, uh-huh. I I had that screening with my parents, and my father fell in love with you because you were able to beat up Dolph Lundgren uh, just like Rocky <laughs> did. So he he fell in love Aww. with you from that point. Oh well, I I hope he's gonna like this movie. This one this one is fun too. Trust me, we've got some really crazy fights going on. It's it's horror. It's it's comedy. It's like really funny at times. It's like suspense, thriller, action. A lot of action. Um, it's a bit of everything in one movie. Like it's a very very much genre bending film, which we were going for. We were just. You know, having fun with one of the audience to have fun when watching it. And, um, yeah, I hope your dad is going to re-fall in love with me again after watching it. <laughs> well, you know, I, and I, I do want to spend a lot, of, a lot of time, if we can, talking to you about that movie, uh, Till Death Do Us Part, because uh, that's uh, one of the things that you want to pitch, and we want to uh, get everybody uh, to go out and see it. And uh, we'll talk about uh-huh. some of your other past projects, too. Uh, one uh, cool thing I do want to ask about uh, uh, in that movie, uh, in the movie, I do believe you get married to Jason Patrick, don't you? No, actually, no, wrong. <laughs> um, I'm actually getting married to to Darius Blaine, a very good friend of mine um, who was um, an actor in Jumanji and the various other um, movies. And I've done a movie with him, actually, with Bruce Willis, two movies with Bruce Willis in Puerto Rico called Fortress and then Fortress um, 2. So I'm supposed to begin married to Sedaris Blaine, who plays the groom. We don't have names. I'm the bride. He's the groom. <laughs> right. Now, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to fire our producer now because uh, I'm going by the notes that he gave me. Uh, now, well, it's okay. You know what? Because it's actually a Go little ahead. complicated because our movie has two subplots. It has two stories that kind of connect to one, and it's very hard to to see it and understand it by watching a trailer. Which is why, like a lot of people watch the trailer, and they're like, "Oh, you guys gave everything away in a trailer," and I'm like, "No, we didn't." Like it's 
there's so much more to the movie. That's why I can't wait for everybody to see it in theaters soon, August 4th. So, um, yeah, so I just, nobody would have known that who Jason plays. And I, and I still can't tell you, I think you should watch the movie because it has a lot of different, um, turns and, and different, like, um, I guess things happening in the film where you'll be pleasantly surprised with the whole story of how it kind of like reveals itself in the end. And I don't want to give it away too much, but, but Jason plays a very, very important part in it, but he's not my groom. Okay. Well, you know, there is another guy in the movie that plays an important part, a good friend of mine, Mike Starr. He plays the father. Yes. Mike Starr is my dad. Yes. And I love Mike Starr. He's a friend of mine. He's a dear friend of mine. He's such a beautiful soul. And I asked him to play my dad, and I couldn't have thought of anybody better. And he was like, of course. And, um, again, don't want to give away too much of the movie, but he's not he's not in the movie a lot, unfortunately. And I, and, and I was, like, bummed about it because we were, like, bummed out because I was like, oh, I want to add more stuff, you know, for Mike and myself. And we just weren't out of time. So, you know, if we're considering doing a sequel, I'm definitely bringing Mike back for sure. All right. Uh, Natalie Burns, our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM, and we got about uh, 25 minutes here with Natalie. Uh, here's what we're going to do, Natalie. Uh, we're going to do a little roundtable. I'm going to introduce you to my other co-host, and then I'm, I want to talk to you a little bit more about Mark Starr uh, being your friend because I was wondering if you can hook us up with him uh, if he, uh, to get him as a guest on our show because I got to play golf with him, and you can ask about this the next time you talk to him. I got to play golf with him when he was here at the Roger Maris Golf Tournament here in Fargo. Uh, he's not the best mm-hmm. golfer, but uh, he, he and I got to pal around when he was here. And uh, I lost mm-hmm. track of his number. And if you could hook us up with him, I'd appreciate it. We'll talk about that later. But first off, I want to introduce you to Granny Hulkster. Now, uh, her favorite movie of yours uh, was The Expendables because you uh, got to uh, uh, play Mel Gibson's wife in that movie. That's yeah. one of her favorite actors. So she wants to ask you about that. So, uh, Granny, what do you got? Go ahead. Well, welcome back to our show. It's a pleasure to have you on once again with us. And Thank you. And it sounds like you be here. Well, we're glad to have you. It sounds like you've been very, very busy lately with everything mm-hmm. going on in your career. And and Icon's right. I do like The Expendables because I am Mel Gibson's one of my favorite actors, and so so he's um. very right in saying that. But um, so. With everything you've done, you know, when you were like a ballerina and then you became an actress and everything you've done in your career, what was one of the most challenging experiences you've had in your career that you've done? Oh, wow. oh my God. I, there's so many. I feel like. And I feel like I'm still, I'm just getting started. And I'm still, like, facing so many challenges every single day. I mean, to tell you the truth, I think starting from being a ballerina, that was a challenge that I I will never forget. And it's something that, like, basically molded me into who I am today. Um, Having that, you know, determination and having that willpower and and just not, not taking no for an answer, not giving up. I think it, it, it it's such a painful profession and and the fact that I went through with it for like 20 years um is is something that's going to stay with me forever so that was 
challenging but pleasantly surprised afterwards because when you start achieving something and when you start actually getting recognition, getting um, the support and love from your fans, like then you're like, okay, it was worth it. And then um, I think the second challenging part was when I, of course, like when I moved to Hollywood by myself, and I think any foreigner out there will agree how hard it is just to kind of land in Hollywood and think, okay, well, I'm going to start over and I'm going to pursue my dream to become an actor. Um, it's extremely challenging because number one is you don't have your documents, you don't have your work permit, you don't have your green card, you know, your passport, and it's just, that was like very very difficult for you know to understand how to how to actually move forward how to pursue that dream without you know being stopped constantly and being told no you can't work you know because in the end um you know whoever lives outside of here we we can't just come in here with you know our current situation current passport and be like okay I just want to work here you have to gain a lot of experience and then but you can't get the experience without having the right documents so I think that was very challenging. It took me 10 years to finally become an American citizen. Woohoo! So now I am. Um, have, very happy about that. Um, and now it's just a matter of like you know pursuing my dreams without you know having that thought behind my head. Oh, like I can't work. You know, where do I get my my where do I get my my documents? Who's going to send me the, the recommendation letter? Where do I get the contract? You know, now it's like, okay, I can pursue my dreams. And, and now I have even more challenging things because the more I think you wish for, the more you dream, the bigger your dreams are, the harder the challenges are. But, Very you know, true. in the end, you, you don't want to stop. You kind of just like you want more and more and more. And that's for anybody who has, you know, grand, grand and, you know, and, and their ambitious dreams. And that's okay, you know, you shouldn't stop because I feel like the minute you stop is like you die. You know, you just, you never um, stop like trying to do stuff because, you know, so I feel like every, every, everything I face every day is a challenge. Like with this movie, Till Death Do Us Part, it's been challenging. Today we've gone through so many challenging challenges. Like it's, it's like, it's incredible. Like, because I'm also like, I'm a producer on it. Um, you know, and with everything that's going on, you know, and with us having the theatrical release and, and for us fighting for, for this indie movie to come out, you know, um, next to like big blockbuster movies, like for instance, we're, we're, we're coming out on the same day as the Meg 2, you know, and, and, um, um, you know, we've got also Barbie and um, Oppenheimer and then um, the Ninja Turtles, you know, we've got a lot of movies, um, Gran Turismo, that are, like, coming out that are, like, huge films. And, and then our movie is trying to, like, slide in between them and kind of get, you know, a certain amount of screens and for people to also go and support us. It's, it's, it's been very challenging. But um, Absolutely. I feel like, and I feel like anybody who, who has done it personally would understand, but a lot of, a lot of people don't. And, and I'm the kind of person who likes to, to get my hands dirty and everything so that I know what I'm dealing with so that I understand and value people's positions. And then I know how hard it is, you know, to do what they do. So I'm not just like an actor who comes on set and does my job and says, Oh, it was difficult. Like I try to get, I try to understand everything, every aspect of filmmaking. You know, the only thing that I haven't done yet is directing. And I think I'm, I'm going to for sure one day. That's my plan. Well, I can only imagine that you'll be amazing at that as well. So, thank you. I hope so. Oh, I, I always give my hun- my hundred percent. So, 
Uh, Natalie Burns, our guest here. We got uh, 19 minutes here with Natalie. Uh, we need to take a quick little time out for this little legal ID. We'll be back after this message, so stick with us. You're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ FM, Holly Fargo Moorhead, independent public radio for Fargo Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. And we are back here. Natalie Mert is our guest. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to our uh, our other co-host, Natalie. Uh, his name is uh, the Modern Nightmare Matthias. Now he was uh, checking out your uh, highlight reel on IMDb earlier, and uh, he was wondering if you would be willing. He wanted to uh, be your next uh, uh, stunt double when you do a roundhouse kick in those leather pants. Uh, he'd like you to kick him right in the face with that outfit on. So we're going to talk uh, talk to him about that. So uh, Nightmare, what do you got? Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest... Napoleon Wilson has been paid for by the New World Order. From every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed NSE World Tag Team Champion, and soon-to-be BZW and Phoenix Pro World Tag Team Champion, and future, once again, APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias, and honorary member of the New World Order. Welcome on to my part of the program. Uh, my main question to you right now would be, throughout your entire career, and uh, when people go out to interviews and they ask this question, everybody gets a varied number of answers. So my question to you would be, who is one of your quote-unquote heroes that helped influence you to get into the career field and that has helped you perceive through this career field as much as you have? Who was um, who was my basic inspiration? I guess like biggest inspiration, um, biggest hero, that kind of thing. Um, I, I mean, there's so many people that I look up to, but I think my biggest, um, my biggest like, not inspiration, but I would say like my biggest hero is probably my mom. Um, she's been there for me all the time. She's the one who kind of pushed me um, through everything, you know, through. Uh, my ballet days through like acting now and producing and she's always there for me and you know sometimes she doesn't always understand what I'm going through because she's like far away and I live in Los Angeles by myself um you know and she's in London right now um well we moved to London I kind of just left her at 20 years old so um but she's always been there for me regardless she's my biggest supporter so I feel like my mom is is number one and then of course, like people I look up to in the industry, and I would be probably like somebody like um, Tom Cruise. I think he's phenomenal because he does his own stunts, and he's a producer, and he's an actor. And I've watched his earlier work and his early interviews when he was, like, young, and he was just – he was. He, I felt like he was already a star. Like, if you watch his earlier stuff, like, when he talks, it's like you can see his confidence. He knew where he was going. And, um, like, it, it inspires me to watch people that, that – are so confident that they just know they're going to succeed no matter what. It's just a matter of time. And they know exactly what they want to do. They know exactly who they want to work with. They know exactly what they want to make. And, you know, and they just go and do it. There's nothing that stops them except themselves, you know, and they just don't allow themselves to stop them because they're like, no, I'm going to make it. I, this is why I'm here. This is my path in life. 
Um, I also um, I get inspired by people by actors that are that are producers. You know, equally like they're actors, they also produce their own stuff because they don't just sit and wait for auditions or for their agents to call them. They kind of just you know take take the, the the stand and they go like you know what I'm going to make my own project. I'm going to make something for myself. So I like people like um, I mean I look up to like Brad Pitt of course. You know like um, um, Charlize Theron. Um, um, there's, I mean, there's so many and various directors that I want to work with. So, and a lot, a lot of people. And if, as an actor, like as an actor, I think um, Meryl Streep, of course, like and Gary Oldman. Um, yeah, those are my inspirations. <laughs> inspiring, inspiring people. All right, yeah. and now let's take you back, and let's say you're in your like. Like, let's say you are 100% prime, ready to go. You could do absolutely anything in the world. Let's say that somebody came up to you and said, like, as of right now, and they came up to you and said, when you were in the prime of acting and ballerina, like, through every individual thing that you've done in your career, and they came up to you and said, pretend you're in your, your 100% prime and you could do any of these things full time, and you had to pick one, is there one that you would actually pick? She's already done that. She's been on the show four times. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, um, I, I think I would still pick acting. Um, I love um, creating art, and I love, you know, expressing everything through my body, through my, you know, through my emotions, and I love um, touching the, the, fan, the fans, the audiences, the audience, like, all over the world with something. I love you know, expressing myself through films. Um, so that would be like my, if I could stick to acting and actually, you know, make a substantial amount of money <laughs> while doing that, I would, I would just be like, okay, and that's it. I just want to do that. But I also enjoy producing, you know, and, and, and one day, like I said, I want to direct. So I, I yeah, I think I, the problem with nowadays is that we're such an entrepreneurs, like we're, we can do so many different things. I think it's because of social media that we pick up different things and, and just the world is like moving so fast that we have to move with it. So I feel like we're just not no longer standing on, on the ground saying like, oh, if I have a degree in this because of my university, I can only do this. Um, I feel like nowadays it's like you can, you can just go online and study something within, you know, six months or a year and here you are, you can do something else. You know, it's, it's, it's really like, up to you like what what you want to do and what you want to achieve so i've i've kind of been drawn to acting um you know for the past 12 years 12 years of my life but um and i think i i will be still but i'm i'm not i don't stop myself from like doing other things i don't i don't look down on like producing or or one day directing like i still enjoy art still enjoy creating stuff so I get to create them. I'm, ha- I'm happy. Fair enough. Uh, Natalie Burns, our guest here. We've got about uh, 10 minutes here with uh, Natalie. Uh, I'm going to ask you about a few other things here. Now, a lot of your movies that you've been in, actually I think most of them and all of them, you always are doing something physical. You, it seems like you're always beating up on a guy. Uh, you're just like beating the heck out of the guy. Is 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 that one of your favorite things to do on set? Is just beating people up? Oh no, <laughs> no. I just I I thought it would be um, an 
interesting transition for me because I was a ballerina. I was like, you know what, let me use my abilities. Again, like I, I've learned so many different things in my life, like um, thanks to my mom. Like I've literally studied like horseback riding. I've studied snowboarding, skiing, I mean, playing tennis, like um, gymnastics. Um, I mean, you name it. Like I pretty much have done it because I've always thought, like my mom also thought, like the more things I know how to do, the the more I can use it in my life later on. And the language is also like I speak um, four or five different languages. So I that's why I came here and I was like, let me see what abilities I can use. So being a dancer, you know, being flexible and just being able to pick up routines fast and choreographies fast. I was like, well, why not just like get into, you know, doing um, film fighting and doing my own stunts and then applying it in action movies. Cause I love action movies. I think they're like really, really cool. And we don't have a lot of like female action heroes. So I was like, well, maybe that's my way into like, you know, this Hollywood route and maybe I can use my, strength and actually you know apply it and do stuff um that i could stand out and and so being able to be an actor who can do her own stunts i think it's it's probably a valuable asset asset i hope you know at least for our movie it was very it was it was good because we didn't have to you know cut a lot we didn't have a stunt double you know so the director timothy woodward jr could actually shoot it all wide and like frame the the fights in a certain ways where people can be engaged in it in a much better and more personal way. Um, so I don't want to beat be people up, to be honest. And I and I I don't I don't like when I train. Of course, like you know we get punched a little bit here and there, but in in on film, you know everything is pulled, so we don't actually touch each other ever, and we're very very safe. And I I I stay safe with everything. So um, yeah, it's all it's all an act. <laughs> It's well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, Natalie Burns, our guest here, we've got seven minutes here with Natalie. I mean, one of the, uh, uh, and I'm going to ask you about, and I, I kind of say this because I, I didn't want uh, my co-host, and I apologize to you guys, I, I, I didn't mention this, but i got to know, what was it like being on the set with The Rock uh, during um, uh, during Black yeah. Adam? So I only saw him briefly. I actually did not get a chance to meet with, meet him because my scenes were like um, shot during a different day. So he was there, and he was there for like a very brief moment, but like far away from me. So unfortunately, by the time I was done filming, he was already gone because it just we we weren't really like I guess we were in the same scene, but we weren't because he kind of like flies over the scene that I was in. And I've only had like a couple of scenes in, in that movie. And then unfortunately they actually did not even make the cut. So I was like very, very upset about that, but it's okay. That's life of an actor. So I, I, I wish, I wish I would have met him and I hope one day I will, but I, I did not on that movie. I just saw how big he was. <laughs> he was very tall and very big. So I was like, wow. Well, you know, <laughs> another thing I got to ask is uh, you were actually, on, I, I believe uh, you got to work more uh, with another one of The Rock's co-stars, uh, Jason Stratum. Jason, yes. That, Jason, I do know, yes. I, I got to meet him on Expendables 3. He's a very, very funny person in real life, extremely funny. He loves to play around, to joke, and just to have fun, and, and you know, completely different from what he's playing in, in his characters, and and just a lovely person. He's he's great. Like he, yeah, he's fantastic. 
You know, I, 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 if I could, I'd like to uh, go back uh, also. Uh, you've done a lot of movies with Dolph Lundgren. I mean, that's just got to be uh, mm-hmm. uh, cool that he uh, he keeps tapping you for all his uh, all the movies that he wants to become a millionaire making. He always taps you. That's the only reason why they make a lot of money is because you're, you're in there. <laughs> I, I really? <laughs> I need to let him know that. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, I I think Dolph is great. Like we've known each other for many many years. I first met him when I was like seventeen or something. Like when like back in the day, yeah. And and I'm super grateful that I've done like four movies. I think with him now. Um, so it's yeah. Maybe one day we'll do more. He's he's great. Um, I've you know, Rocky. He was he was fantastic in Rocky, and of course I always remember him and that and. And when I first met him, I was like, oh, my God, I'd love to work with him, you know. So, you know, my dream came true, and I've done several movies with him now, and Dolph is just one of those really, really good friends of mine, and I hope one day I'm going to work with him again. You know, and Natalie, I want to throw this out there. You know, you mentioned that uh, one thing you have never done is wanted – you've never been a director, and you hope to be a director. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw this out there for you. I can't speak for my other uh, co-hosts here, but – one thing I will throw out here, if you decide to make a movie and become a director, I will come work for you for free. <laughs> you don't have to pay me. Wow. All you got to do, do is give me a yeah. place to stay on the set and throw me a couple hot dogs. I'll come work for you. I'll carry your bags. I'll go get your cappuccino. I'll even let you kick me in nice. the face. I don't care what it is, but it, I will put that out for you. I will come and support you for your first directing role when you decide to do that. I'm doing it. That's it. That's it. I, I will remember that. I will remember that. So <laughs> watch out. And uh, you all. And I also do appreciate uh, you uh, kept your promise to me. Uh, you know, uh, the the first time actually, uh, I don't know if you remember this. The first time actually, uh, you and I ever talked uh, was around Christmas. Uh, 2019. Uh, I actually, uh, I actually uh, called you out of the blue, and I think you were wondering how I got your number, and I never told you. I'm, I'm still not going to tell you, but uh, I do appreciate oh that you've never disconnected. You still haven't disconnected your number uh, when I call you. You yeah. still answer the phone, so I do appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Don't give away my number to anybody else. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that. That's uh, that's us. Uh, now, uh, so uh, we can do this here. Uh, if you go to our Facebook page, as you air Monday Live Monday, like that. Go to 89.1 Kent's FM page, like that. Do attend our month donation to follow the tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autographed picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, Natalie, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways? Yeah, why not? Absolutely. Awesome. And then if our fans want to check out and see it, if our fans want to check out and see, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? I got I got a lot of stuff. I got I got Instagram underscore Burn. I got Facebook Natalie Burn. I've got um, Twitter Natalie Burn one. So you guys can reach out to me on my website also NatalieBurn dot com. I respond to my fans. So yes, reach out, ask questions, and, you know, send your comments. Check out. Till Death Do Us Part in theaters August 4th, and let me know what you think. And I, I guarantee you, when that movie comes out, I'm going to be first in line for the theaters because uh, I am definitely going to go see that. Better, and, you uh, better send me a picture. 
<laughs> I definitely will do that. I will do that. And uh, also, the the last favor I'll ask you, uh, you know, you mentioned, we we talked a little bit about Mike Starr, though. If you could get me hooked up with him again, uh, like I say, I, uh, I I played golf with him, and I was his caddy when he's here for the Roger Maris Golf Tournament, and I lost his number because I don't have that phone anymore because it was a flip phone. But if you could get me hooked up with him again, I would be, uh, I'm well, I'm already in your debt, but I would be forever in your debt even more if you would, uh, if you could get me hooked up with him again. Okay, I will send you his number. Uh, although I should not say that right now because he might get upset with me. <laughs> well, um, hey, I, I, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't, I won't tell him where I got it, but I do appreciate it. Uh, Natalie, you are now wonderful. Now I know you how are... you get numbers. You see, now I know how you do it. Now I know how you got my number. You bribed somebody on your show. You want to, <laughs> Would you like to know who? Yeah. Um, who was it? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it was uh, a friend of Dolph Lundgren's, I believe. Uh, this was a couple of years back, but uh, uh, I, I don't. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus because I, you know, I still want everybody okay. to like me, and I know this this guy. This guy no. like, Sorry. yeah, this, this guy like uh, is like overhyped me by like. A foot and a half, so I don't want to uh, end up being part of the bottom of his shoe. So I'm not going to mention that. But you are awesome, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining us, and we would love to have you on again so you can join the Five Timers Club. Oh, I'd love that. I'd love and, that. I know you, you got, so much. I know, I'll be back. Because I, I know you got another movie, The Last Redemption. We want to have you on for that to talk about that. Yes, uh, and and a few others. Yes. We've got a few things that we're doing, yes. So, definitely. Well, I'll tell you what, Natalie. I'll be back. Thank you so much for helping us feel the burn. We love you so much, and you are awesome, and thank you for everything that you do for us. We love you. Thank you. I am I absolutely. I'm so grateful. Thank you. <laughs> All, All right. right. Uh, Natalie Byrne, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'll tell you what. Hey, was that, not, was that awesome or what, guys, huh? Natalie yeah, Byrne. That was awesome. And uh, uh, Matthias, I I know that you love the fact that we actually have an actress that's got a movie coming out in in two weeks. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm sorry I did not let her know that you do your own stunts, uh, but when she becomes, when she directs her first film, let you and I both go out and help her out. You can uh, take some thumbtacks or something or get thrown off a building and I'll catch you or something for her. Agreed. Awesome. All right, well, I'll tell you what, it looks like one of our next guests is on the line here. We're, we have uh, two guests uh, coming up here, but we need to take a quick little break. We'll be right back after these messages, so stick with us right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the best cover band in history today. They honor the great Ozzy 
and they're going to tell us all about being members of Black Sabbath. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, do I have Lisa with us right now? Yeah. Hi. How's it going? Do we have Lisa with us right can now? Can you hear us? You can't yes. hear us? Oh, hey, you oh. can't hear us. Yeah, we can. Hello? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, we you guys are both it. on the same line. Are we both on the same line? Hey. Hello? Uh, well, uh, we may be having some difficult. Can you guys hear Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes, we can. Can you hear us? Oh, okay. All right. Awesome. Yes, I can. Uh, so we have... Uh, we do have Lisa O'Neill with us. Uh, she's the lead singer of Black Sabbath. Uh, and we also have uh, Jim Manzo. Uh, he's also, uh, I do believe, the lead guitarist for Black Sabbath. Is that correct? No, I'm the bassist, man. Geezer Butler style. Skull Butler. Oh, Skull, Butler. Skull Butler. Awesome. And uh, I do appreciate you guys, and uh, we're going to have some fun with you guys and uh, talk to you about a lot of stuff, especially your band. And, of course, as you guys know, keep it PG. Uh, so first off, before we, uh, do the, uh, before, we do the interview, before we do the interview, what I'm going to do is uh, I'll ask you a few questions. We'll do a roundtable. Come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. But first off, we want you guys to give a little background about yourself. Lisa, go first. Ladies first. <clears throat> Okay. Um, yeah, uh, background about myself. Uh, let's see. Um, I uh, got into singing. I guess we're going to go there. Okay. I got into singing when I was a um, kid. My father was an Irish tenor, and um, all the women loved his voice and everything. So uh, the family wanted to see if I had his voice or if my brother had his voice, and they discovered I could sing. And um, it was really cool. I sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I was really, really young because uh, I thought um, Judy Garland was amazing. And, yeah, and that's how I kind of got um, started, to, you know, started singing and everything. And then um, I uh, was in choir for a little bit. Uh, I did some opera because um, I figured, I said, you know what, the quickest way to learn how to sing, I would say, is the most difficult singing, and that would be opera. <laughs> so... I decided, like, I'm going to study that, so I studied that for a little bit, and then I decided I wanted to be in a band, and um, then I uh, hooked up with uh, Mr. Manzo here, Skull Butler, and um, we've been, like, inseparable rock star partners for a while now, huh? Ever since. Do you want to know my background? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll definitely have you give your uh, background, Skull, because the one thing I like about you is you actually celebrate Halloween 365 days a year. <laughs> yeah, that's actually my favorite time of year. Actually, well, we we all do we all take New Year's off, I think, or Christmas, one of those days. We do 364 days. <laughs> so, um, can yeah. this guy hear me? Can, can you hear him? Icon, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Skull. Okay. Uh, what, uh, give us a background about yourself there, Skull. I love you calling me Skull. That's first, first of all, that's badass. Icon, that's great. <laughs> um, Jimmy Manzo, um, I've been doing this music thing all my life uh, since I was three years old, rocking in my uh, room I live in now, back at home, you know, long story, um, taking care of mom. So, you know, moved back home to take care of her. 
But um, I've been doing it since I was three, rocking on drums. Then uh, at 15, uh, uh, (laughs) yeah. It sounded like you said rocking on drugs. Rocking on drums. Oh, wait, it's PG, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. PG, PG, PG. I was rocking on drums, man. <laughs> so I was playing drums. Then, then in my garage at 15, nobody wanted to play bass. My stupid idea, draw straws. I drew the short straw. So I made them buy the bass, and uh, since 15, I've been playing four strings, occasionally five strings ever since. And you now, know, now we've met this. Uh, I've, been doing, I, I've been playing in some rock bands uh, um, since I was, I, I could say it, since I was 17, uh, Dakota, Realize, a bunch of bands, the Raz Band, uh, you know, a bunch of crazy, crazy cats. And then all the fu- all of a sudden we got here to uh, Black Sabbath, and I we met this beautiful rock star that just was killer. Yeah, so we was we just made this thing work, and as she said, we've been ever ever nev- uh, inseparable ever since. So you guys have been together for a long time, and you decided to form the the cover band to honor Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne. Let me ask you guys this. Have you ever met Ozzy Osbourne himself? Has he ever seen one of your guys' performances? I don't know if he's seen our performances, but I met him like years ago at Mate Studio when he was auditioning for the replacement for the late, great Randy Rhodes. He came out of this trailer uh, all, you know, zoned out, you know, shaved head and all. Happy fight. But it was a quick moment because, you know, as soon as he, he said, got off a bag of weed, they escorted him into the studio and said, come on, Ozzy, let's go, we got to go. And that was it. That was, my, that was my big moment with him, you know, and I didn't have much. But I met Ronnie James Dio a few times, actually. We had a good, good uh, little bit of a moment, um, Holy Diver Tour at Santa Monica Civic in his bus. That was a kind of cool thing. So Black Sabbath, you got to understand, Icon, that uh, we, we not only cover the Ozzy era, but we also um, um, cover the Ronnie James Dio era yes. of Black Sabbath. And you'll be hearing some of those songs um, this Saturday when we play at the Viper Room in Hollywood, West Hollywood, excuse me. Yeah. You know, the, the, cool, the, the cool thing is about being a cover band is, you know, you get, to, uh, you get to play all the hits from, you know, Ozzy Osbourne and other stuff like you mentioned. Uh, there is a lot of questions I want to ask you, but I'll tell you what, uh, Nightmare here is a big Black Sabbath fan, and I know that he's got a lot of questions for you guys on oh, uh, the cool. songs and everything. Uh, and that's why I love the name already. Called, yeah, the Modern Nightmare. As a matter of fact, he was telling me uh, he wanted me to ask you guys if uh, we can ever get out to L.A. where you guys are at. If uh, maybe he can uh, play a little uh, uh, a little guitar on stage with you guys. Uh, you know, uh, you guys can Absolutely. throw him off stage and. A table full of thumbtacks. He loves to do that. So nightmare. Go ahead. What do you got? <laughs> well, we say well, yes, but I think. Go ahead. Go ahead, uh, nightmare. I'm sorry. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare. <laughs> North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed NSE World Tag Team Champion, and soon to be Phoenix Pro and Below Zero Wrestling's Tag Team Champion and soon to be once again APW World Heavyweight Champion. And honorary <laughs> member of the New World Order, Matthias. Welcome on to my part of the program. Yes, as Icon did mention, I am a, uh, a big Black Sabbath fan, a big Ozzy Osbourne fan. 
But my question really doesn't pertain to, like, the music and stuff. Um, because for me, being a wrestler, and for you guys being a musician, what do you, how do you guys feel right before you're about to go out there and play? Like, what, what's your guys' initial feeling right before, like, you, you've got all your instruments uh, tuned up, yeah. you're ready to go, you're that crowd. What is your initial feeling yeah. right before you step through and you start playing? Mine is uh, um, because I um, <clears throat> because basically our show is um, it's a show because I do spoken word um, I do um, I wear costumes um, and I um, like we're not um, your traditional yeah I tell the story band. of the songs basically I tell the story of the songs and I I kind of have a message <laughs> at my shows you know um, so and, uh, before I go on stage. Lisa, don't huh? forget to mention you. Look, Lisa, don't forget to mention you. Look, you look great in leather as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> She's wearing leather right now. I appreciate that. <laughs> if you guys could see her right now, you'd be like, "Wow." <laughs> um. Um. Anyway, that guys make me all blushy and stuff. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So before, I, literally before I go on the show, I'm like, okay, I hope everything's up there. All right, last time that wasn't there, but I made sure it was up there this time. Okay, let me remember to breathe. All right, what was that? Uh, okay, let me ground myself. All right, let me, um, is, are my ear monitors working? All right. I think we're always worried about if and then, it's going to work. Yeah, 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 it's funny. It's but, funny. But let me, stop, let me stop you there, Lisa, because she's not the first one up there, because uh, we do an intro, and, and then we, the musicians play, and then she shows up. So I, I think that's what she's thinking about. Maybe I'd better get there. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, so let me ask you this. So when you, uh, when uh, she's, when she, just before she comes on the stage, uh, does she make you guys say, and now here comes the real talent? No. All right. <laughs> no, that's our guitar player. <laughs> right. <laughs> we call him, hey, and we call him the tone master because he, like, every time we have a show, like, fans will come up and go, oh, my God, your tone is amazing. How do you get that tone, right? So I keep hearing this, right? So now I'm like, ah, he is tone master. <laughs> the incredible tone master. Tone master. So he's the one that would pretty much say that. Nightmare. I love what else that. you got? What else you got, Nightmare? <laughs> go ahead. Well, I was going to say, um, yeah, because right before I go out there and I'm sweating, my music hits and I'm ready to hit that curtain, you know, you get all these Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? Jeez, for so long. What's the music? What is the music that hits? Wait, wait, wait. I want to hear. I want to hear what he has to say. Be nice. These people disrespect me so much. No, they, hey. they beg, they beg me to be a co-host for their show, and then every time I have to come on and I'm talking to my guests, all of a sudden I get interrupted <laughs> by a stupid sound effect. And the person, if I find out who's doing it, I'm going over there and I'm gonna, because uh, Matthias can get violent. If you, if, you, if you've ever seen me in a death it's match, Bobby, it, man. It's all we can say. Uh, uh, Nightmare, I was going to let you know that Big Swing is uh, listening, so that was probably him. Uh, you know, well, I could either blame you or him or whoever <laughs> has control the board. I don't know. But anyway, so 
as I was as I was so politely saying before I was interrupting it, and they and see like I am North Dakota's number one heel, but it's not me who makes me this way. It's these people who have to constantly <laughs> interrupt me when I'm trying to speak. So I'm gonna say this again. Hopefully, I don't get interrupted again. But anyway, so as I was saying, right before I go out, my music hits. You know, you get the feeling of jitters. You get a little bit of jittery. You get a little bit nervous. But the second you hit that curtain everything seems to go away and everything seems to go. And no matter if something goes wrong yeah. in the ring or during a move or whatever, I mean, I've been injured yeah. several times getting out of that ring, getting in the ring, yada, yada, yada. I've had multiple concussions, broke my back, broke my arm. I, my kneecaps okay. are completely gone at this uh, point. A, a back full of hubcaps, yeah, uh, back, back full of thumbtacks, back full of thumbtacks, ba- uh, back full of thumbtacks, sliced open by barbed wire, cheese graters, you name it. But anyway, Legos. Yeah, oh, Legos. It's, it's it's all for the fans. <laughs> I've landed I've landed on a thousand yeah. Legos one time. Some guy took a cheese grater and made my head into Swiss cheese. I've had I've landed on barbed wire covered tables and boards, hit with a barbed wire bat. I, I've been through a lot in, in the ring. Let's just say. Hey, now that's why I got to ask that's you guys real quick. What, wouldn't Matthias yeah. uh, be great? And did they like squeeze first- lemon on that afterwards? I don't know. Do I anyway, what? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Icon. She interrupted you this time. Huh? Well, I was asking what you what was your question? What did you say? Oh, oh, because he said he was he was thrown on um a table of barbed wire and I said, Well did they squeeze lemon on it and make it worse or you know I No, actually Ooh, the worst good... part of it was the it worst was, part... it was ketchup. No, it was mustard. Oh mustard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, Icon, what was no... your question? Sorry. Well, I was going to say, wouldn't he, wouldn't Matthias be great, like, like for maybe like a one-time or a two-time thing? Uh, you know, he could like be on stage with you guys, and then you could have a table set up like with barbed wire and thumbtacks, and then he's got his microphone and he's like, like singing or something, and then all of a sudden, uh, like you uh, throw him right off into the table. I mean, the crowd would go nuts if you if you guys did that. Well, well, Nightmare, will you be around L.A. on this Saturday at the 5th so we can do this at the Viper Room? Totally they would do. love that. <laughs> you know, I, Hollywood. I, they would it, love to see you get If I didn't have a death match obligation this weekend, I'd totally be down for it. I've got to get myself up <laughs> there, but we could stay in contact. So if you guys ever want to do something really big, you know, I could, I could, I could land on thumbtacks, barbed wire, Legos, I, I could land on whatever you want as long as there's a big pyro burst at the end of it right before a big song. You know, I'm in for it. I'm hey, down for it. Hey, guys, how about Think this? about, how about uh, October this? 21st. We'll be, we'll be at Lake Elsinore October 21st. It's an outdoor festival um, at, at Lake Elsinore, really bitchin' place. That's what we say here in California, bitchin'. That's a that's a safe word. Hey, that wait, that was a PG thing. Like it's a safe word. So uh, anybody out there, FCC, don't worry about that one. It is, but I'll tell you what. How about this, guys? Uh, if there, first off, if uh, me me and Matthias would like to come out and watch you guys, uh, you guys. First off, uh, of course, it's based on like I'm begging. Uh, I we we got Black Sabbath as our guest here. We got. Uh, uh, we got Lisa O'Neill, the lovely Lisa O'Neill, uh, lead singer of Black Sabbath. Also known as Sabbath. And we also have Skull, uh, Skull Butler on with us. We got uh, 22 minutes. Now, if uh, we can get out there for one of your shows, one off, would you guys be able to get us some backstage passes or some tickets? 
I have a perfect idea. Absolutely, Icon. Why not? Yeah. We'll get you, the Nightmare. We'll guys up for sure. We'll, we'll also get the uh, Granny Hulkster back there in the big swing. Why not, man? Have a full show. Well, how about, how about we do this? Uh, Matthias, how about this? Uh, just before intermission, <laughs> they, do, they bring out a table wrapped in barbed wire, okay? Uh, uh, Lisa would wrap the table in barbed wire, okay? And then uh, Skull Butler would put thumbtacks on the table, okay? And then uh, 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 Jimmy uh, Silcox would set the table on fire, okay? Oh, perfect. And then then all of a sudden uh, uh, both uh, – Jimmy Silco and Skull Butler, they pick you up and put you on the table and slam you through the table just before intermission. And then one of the stagehands comes and puts you out with a fire extinguisher. And what's your role in all this? Uh, I would be the one that would be cheering you on, hoping you survive the event. (laughs) Along with all our fans. Yeah. Maybe they would. Well. You know, Daffy Duck did it best. You know, he did that one trick he can only do once. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I've never done that kind of combination before. I mean, I, I mean, you know, in an opportunity um, presents itself, you never know. Nightmare, they loved you. I know, but I can only do it once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't think we could do a, thumb, a barbed wire, thumbtack, Lego, set-on-fire table stunt again. I mean, once you do it once, it gets kind of... Um, Repetitive, I would say. Well, you know, you guys, you could do, and it, would, it would definitely melt the Legos. You know, so. how, how about yeah. this? You didn't mention uh, you, a, a nightmare. You didn't mention you didn't mention six. You know, the nineteen sixties jacks. You know, you had Jackson balls where you you pick up the jacks and stuff with me. Oh, anyways, geez, those things something. were worse than Legos. Those things yeah, were that, worse yeah, than Legos. Let me tell well, you. I mean, I think I'd rather do Legos one hundred percent than those. Holy. Yeah, no, I'm okay with all that. <laughs> tell you what, here, here'd be a good idea. How about this? How about this? I mean, if we you're going to be we, uncomfortable. We set, up, we, we set up a concert with you guys, like, for, uh, like, New Year's Eve, okay? And the concert would be called New Year's Evil, okay? And uh, Modern Nightmare Motley would go... already did that. We can't do that. Motley How about New Year's Eviler? Yeah. Okay, so, right. New Year's Eviler, and here's the deal. At, at uh-huh. like, then there's a countdown before New Year's. Ten, nine, eight, and then uh, right when the uh, when midnight hits, the nightmare goes to the nightmare table. hits. Nightmare hits the table. Oh, that's awesome! Is it on fire though? Well, yeah, well, it's on fire. Well, yeah, I'll be there to put okay, them out. Cool. Don't worry about it. And oh, then what yeah, you can you do what? is we... uh, on the table, you can light the 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 year like two like twenty twenty four. Light that on the. <laughs> Right now, if you, guys, if you if you guys use any of this stuff, this is all recorded. So I will get my residuals eventually if you guys decide to do something like this. But I oh, think that would be cool. We would never steal an idea. <laughs> we may tribute you in the idea with our concept. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, by the yeah. way, we are Black Sabbath. Uh, we are a concept tribute act to Black Sabbath. Not a cover band, but we do have a cover band called SoCal Records that does do cover songs. I just wanted to correct you, Icon, because I, I know you kept saying cover band. Um, we are a unique act to the, the tribute world called a concept, meaning Lisa does these costume changes, storylines, and, and 
pretty much does a show around the the songs that are in a set of 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 a story. So that's yeah. why we call ourselves a concept tribute. Yeah, and we're the first female fronted concept tribute band of Black Sabbath kind of thing. Well, one thing yeah. I do got to ask Skull Butler is that you know you're always wearing a mask. Isn't is it hard to sing through a mask, uh, or do you have like uh, do you have like I don't uh, sing. He doesn't sing. Oh. Okay. In Black All Sabbath, right. well, nobody only only the singer sings. Ronnie James Dio and Ozzy and I guess back then was Ian Gillian up for that one moment and uh, uh, Tony Martin for that one moment. But they only have one sing. There's uh, no background. There's no backgrounds. So so basically, Lisa, you're like the uh, uh, you're like the Dorothy Gale of the Black Sabbath. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Black Sabbath is our guest here. We got uh, 17 minutes here with you guys. Uh, so uh, you mentioned you guys got a concert coming up. Without uh, talking about ticket price or anything, uh, let us know when it is, where it is, the time, and all that stuff, so our fans that uh, that might be in uh, the LA area can come check you guys out. Coming out to LA this Saturday. Log on to BlackSabbath.com. Purchase your tickets. We'll give you a free one also. So you just buy one, you get two. Or if you buy six, you, or I'm seeing, I'm sorry, you buy six for thirty bucks. That's a party. Um, it's at the Viper Room, the iconic Viper Room, which is going away this year. So, it's our last uh, now, time playing the Viper Room. We're giving now, uh, away I do, discounts. I do believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't know if I should mention this or not, but isn't the Viper Room uh, where River Phoenix had his uh, his last day? Yeah, yeah, you know what? He, um, she died like right um, in front door, uh, and by the front door, right on the sidewalk. There, it, it's uh, very iconic for that purpose, and that's yeah. why Johnny, I guess, sold it. And um, it's not the reason why it's closing. Well, you know, I like how you said. It. I like the pun there. Uh, it's very iconic. I like the pun there. That's awesome. That's cool. Uh, Black Sabbath was against you. We got 15 minutes with uh, uh, with the uh, with the band here. Now. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, you mentioned, I mean, we got the lead singer and we got the lead bassist, but uh, did the drummer, does he not like me or what? Did he? Why did he not want to come on with you guys? Well, we have a few drummers that we use throughout this thing um, we've used in the past. So we kind of call it our bag of bones. You know, you've seen that, you know, drummers are bones. But um, right now um, our steady drummer is Carl Morelli, and um, we call him Bones Morelli. He's a really awesome drummer, and um, he's um, he's out of town this week, right? So we'll be using a a drummer named Keith Morungus. No, oh. Keith Morgan. Morgan, sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, I was uh, well. Okay, so I, you guys don't want to tell the truth. The reason why he, uh, the drummer didn't want to come on is because he was intimidated by the icon, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, yeah, that's I why. I thought that too. Oh, it's, hey, it's not uh, working. Oh, here it is. Uh, Nightmare, can you tell that? Uh, can you tell that Big Swing is back? Yep. All right. I was just wondering. Okay. Uh, so now, you guys, uh, how many concerts you guys usually put on uh, a year? Oh well, <laughs> that's a tough question because not all years are the same. You know, we we went through some serious times in uh, the recent years, so. Things kind of got slowed down. We try to do at least a hundred a year, 
But right now we're down to uh, 36, 64, something like that. And uh, we're, looking I'll, to, uh, we're looking to pick it up, you know, because, you know, there's a lot of people outside of L.A. that want to see Black Sabbath. Uh, so we're, we're putting a tour together that will get us out there, and we will have ourselves a great, great tour for the North America tour. You know what? We've got to find a way to get you guys here. Right to play it like the uh, like one of our local places, like either like the Windbreak or uh, the Sanctuary, or even at the fair. You know, Icon. Any stage that has an LED wall that something has a background that we can you know, show our moving picture stuff. You know, it would be great. What is the premier tribute uh, music hall in your neck of the woods? Well, there's a, a couple. Uh, the Sanctuary is up there. Um, well, I don't know if the, I don't know if the Fargo Theater would uh, would be a good uh, fit for you guys, but uh, probably the Windbreak or uh, the the Sanctuary. Can you think of a good place, uh, Nightmare? Honestly, if we're if it's more of a bigger thing, I would definitely do more of the Sanctuary Event Center, um, or maybe even the Fairgrounds if possible. Uh, right now, the Windbreak, as you know, I work there. Um, it's not really that big of a stage, so if we're, if, if, if we're going to sell a lot of tickets, i definitely say easily the Sanctuary or possibly the Fairgrounds. Now, or would you guys, would you guys uh, yeah. ever do like an outdoor concert? Because we've got a couple great outdoor venues, too. We would do anything that pays us a good dollar and uh, feeds us well and uh, makes sure we have lots of uh, uh, nuptials. You know, the reason why I mentioned the sanctuary, I mean, it would be perfect, you guys, because it used to be a church. Ah, that would fit us perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I would use my, um, we would do our gothic songs. Is the confessional still there? Because <laughs> we would probably use that. You know, uh, one thing i got to ask you, too, uh, Lisa, is... Everybody uh, would. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. Now, I, of course, uh, Skull, I'll ask you the same question, but uh, how many different co- uh, costumes do you have, uh, and uh, how much do you spend a year or, or a month or whatever on your outfits, Lisa? Well, um, it's, it's kind of interesting um, because I, I kind of I put stuff together. Um, like um according to the show my budget my budget isn't like big so um you got to be creative so i've i've gotten a lot of stuff from um thrifting um and then i've bought i buy a lot of stuff from halloween boutiques there's a really big halloween boutique um over by um orange county and they have great clothes and, you know, lots of awesome accessories and stuff. So I get some stuff there. But um, I would say, let me see. Okay, I have one for um, Lord of This World. I have one for Into the Void. Um, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. She spends a lot of money. I, I would, yeah, I would not, say, not as much as you would think. But, but you know what? You know what? I don't. As as far as the show goes, it's like some some of the songs I have costumes. Sometimes no, it depends depends on the size of the stage. If the stage isn't really big, then what I'll do is I'll just like mostly Minimum. use masks because I can hang them from my um, my microphone stand, you know. 
I've kind of rigged my microphone stand to where I can hang those there. I'm kind of like a quick change artist while I'm up there. It's not like I go off stage, da-da-da, come back, da-da. No, I don't have time for that. You know, so I'll do like, I'll do like as the guys are winding down with the last um, riff of the song or something, I'll start changing my outfit and then go into spoken word and then we go into the next song. And that's kind of how it goes. And it, you know, when you have to be Johnny on the spot with it, you know, so... Yeah, and, that's uh, what I do. <laughs> and, and Lisa, you're huh? also one of the few singers that will go out to the crowd every once in a while. Don't you ever worry about uh, uh, the gropies and all this other stuff or your safety when you go out to the crowd? Because I know you sometimes go out to the crowd. No, I'm, I worry about I'm it. not afraid. But she's not afraid? I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to touch people. I'm not afraid. I mean, you know, they don't get handsy with me. You know what I'm saying? They res- They respect me. You know, I guess, you know, some women don't command respect, but, you know, I do. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not sleazy. I'm like, hey, let's rock, you know. And I know, Classy. and I know, and I've heard that you have one heck of a right cross. I do. No, oh, wait no, a I'm a who lefty. Told, who, wait, who told you? <laughs> who told you? Let me An tell you. I, I, I know. I know that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to yeah. say. I got. I got to keep that. Uh, I got to keep that secret. But you know, I'll tell you what. One thing that guys, if we could ever hook this up, and uh, it, you know, because every year around Halloween, uh, Ken does a little fundraiser. Uh, it's a big Halloween show, and he's been doing it for years. If there is one way that we could ever get you guys to come out here uh, to help raise some money for the station, uh, there, yeah. if there's a way that we can get that hooked up. I. I mean, that would be awesome if you guys could do that for us one time. You know, I'll understand well, if, you, you, we, if you can't, but that'd be awesome if you could do that. You can find you can find book the band on blacksabbath.com. There's a tab that on top that you know, will give you the performance contract and the performance writers, tech writers of what we require on our shows. So if you want to book us um, out there in the in the world, uh, we you, it's, we're easy to get a hold of. Uh, blacksabbath.com, blacksabbath.com. Um, and I was, um, okay, so, I was just going to mention, so we could do this, uh, if, uh, if our fans listening uh, listen on a regular basis, you know, if you go to our Facebook page, Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday, like that. Go to 89.1 Ken's FM page like that. Do a $10 month donation power shower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autographed picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, now, I bet you guys probably hook us up for uh, some giveaways, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely! Why not? Awesome. Uh, you know, what do you guys, you know, you guys? What would you guys like? Uh, whatever, whatever you can send. Uh, we're we're not picky. We'll send you some goods because I know you got some fans that would love to see you know, have some of our stuff. You know, you know what we have that's really cool, like really cool. What? What is that? We made we made shot glasses like our own black Sabbath or shot glasses. We make them ourselves, and they're really oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. Black Sabbath, yeah. we got uh, we got uh, uh, six minutes here uh, with uh, the group here before we uh, have to sign off. So uh, you kind of previewed a little bit, but if our fans want to check you out and see you, do you guys got a Facebook, an Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you guys got? All of them. We're on them. <laughs> we have them all. You can find us on every one of them. We dominate them. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what, Icon and Matthias. 
Nightmare, I, will, I, I, I sit there and make sure the latest thing, like we now have an X account. We, we have the latest thing, you know, except for Snapchat. We don't do that. So um, I don't know why, but I, don't, I just don't do that. But we ha- I just make sure that, that everything is available and you can. Oh, they, uh, hey, Nightmare, they dropped off. I don't know what happened there. Uh, you're still with me, aren't you, Nightmare? Um, sorry, what was that? Uh, they, uh, they dropped off. I don't don't know what happened. Wait, yeah. Oh, odd. That was weird. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure they're listening. I'm sure they'll call back. But if not, uh, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, Matthias, and I know, uh, I think, uh, Granny may have, I don't know if Granny's still there or not, but anyway. I'm still here. uh, I'm still here. And, uh, you know, I know that, uh, uh, that kind of music isn't exactly your uh, cup of tea. I understand that, but uh, uh, it was—it's uh, always fun to have a different variety of uh, guests on our show, is it not, guys? Always. Yep. It is. And uh, you guys—you guys know that we have our uh, our one-year, our two-year anniversary coming up next week, and I, I did mention that before. Oh, they're back. Uh, one second here. Uh, Hit the wrong button. Sorry, guys. Real quickly, she had to say something about her. About that. She's a wrestler herself, Nightmare. <laughs> really? Hello? Yeah, I used, yeah to, I, uh, I used to wrestle. Oh, he's wow. really excited now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, you know, we could have ourselves a little cage match after you guys put me through the table. We could start a rivalry, a nice storyline through this. Let's do it. That yeah, is hey, so wait. fun, man. And then I've got um, some girls that um, that I used to wrestle with, right? Um, one of um, one of her, I don't know if you know Onyx, Lisa Daniels. Uh, yes, yeah, she she's a big friend of the show, and she is actually a member of the Seven Timers Club. She's been on this show seven times. Are you serious? Timers Club. Oh my God, she's my really good. She's the one who got me into wrestling. Small world. I kid you not. Oh and uh, you, See? you guys, uh, you guys may, uh, may not believe that or not, but I can let you know that her area code is three one zero, so that proves it, right? Yeah, well, it is totally three one zero. Yeah, she's, she's a badass, and Lisa, a very is a good bad, friend of mine. Too, Lisa, very good friend of mine. The Lisa for twins. Wow, that is so cool. But, uh, uh, now, Matthias, were you with us when she when she was on with us? Have you ever been on with her? Uh, not to my recognition, no. You know, I'll tell you what, uh, the one thing about Onyx is she was actually in the Spider-Man movie. Uh, she uh, was one of, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's valets in that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, she told us about, uh, how, uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, uh, before he would go on set and everywhere he'd walk around set, he'd always have his little, uh, uh, fanny pack full of, uh, 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 drumsticks and chicken. Oh, it's not a Fanny Pack, it's a satchel. <laughs> oh, that was my impression, okay. It's my chicken, man! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got about I got no Fanny Pack, I got a satchel. That reminds, me, that reminds me of my ex-boyfriend, he used to carry around a purse, right? And I'm like, don't yeah. forget your purse, it's like, it's a satchel. <laughs> check, check, check out the knee pads. First knee, macho, last knee, man, macho, man. Anyway, <laughs> well, we got we got about uh, we got about uh, two minutes left with you guys. I do got to ask a quick ego question, though. Uh, the icon made you guys some collector's cards. What do you guys think of those? May, what? 
Say it again. The, the collector's cards. Oh, they're so rad. Dude, you made us. Oh, my God. You made us a trading card. I was so excited oh, when I saw that. So cool. Oh, my God. It's so cool. I think tomorrow they're going to even be worth less. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Well, I, 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 can, I, I can tell you right now, uh, my collector's cards on eBay, and uh, people are uh, writing me uh, on eBay saying, how much are you going to pay us to take it? Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, guys. You well, that, that was awesome for mine, right? Thing. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Now, I'll tell you what. We would love to have you guys back on and with us again because uh, we have some more questions for you, and uh, we would definitely love to have you guys on with us again. If you guys could uh, uh, take more time on your schedule to join us for another session, we would definitely love you guys to do that. We want to be in the seven-time club, so <laughs> we'll work on it. <laughs> We definitely, right, well, um, we definitely would love to come out and um, play in your area, you know. Um, see, see what you can well, make happen. We would, we would love to be a part of that. Well, you know, and the thing is, I don't know what your guys' rule is about uh, being able to donate your time for a charity, which would be uh, Ken's FM. But uh, I'll tell you what, that's one thing uh, I'll, we can chat about off air, and I'll. Uh, I'll kind of squeak talk you guys up like you need someone to carry your bags and uh, get your, uh, you know, get your cappuccino stuff. I'll be your slave while you guys are here. I'll do everything for you guys. You won't have to do a thing. And we'll work every second I help uh, that. money from the station. Well, uh, we'd love you to do that. And we'd make sure you get, make sure every, every cappuccino is filled properly. Oh, God. You got it. Um, basically, right. basically um, let, yeah, let's talk off, off air because, um, you know, if if the conditions are right and, you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys could pull some strings in certain areas and stuff like that. And, you know, if we, we have, you know, at least accommodation and, and food and stuff like that, you know, and then we can work some other shows out there and make some money right. and, you know, we'd be happy to help you guys out. And we got a, we got a great hotel for you guys to stay at. It's called the Wood Spring Suites, a great sponsor of our show. Uh, every uh, room has got a kitchenette, a big screen TV, and it's like a, mm-hmm. it's like a little that each room is. So uh, we'll uh, get you guys hooked cool. up there as well. Awesome, awesome! Thank you very much, Icon, for for having us for sure, and we'd love All to right. be back. Yes. All right, we'll definitely have you guys on again. Thanks, for, we love you guys, and uh, have a safe night. Be safe out there. All right. Thanks, All Icon. Right. Thanks, Nightmare. And be well. Happens? Stay out of hell. All right, take care, guys. All right. Uh, Black Sabbath, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got a big show coming up next week. Uh, we only got a couple minutes here before our theme song hits and we get kicked off the air. So uh, now remember, uh, every Monday night, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, and remember, it's not goodbye. It's just good night. Love each other. Care for each other. Always be safe. And always join us every Monday night right here on 89.1 Kens FM. Granny, you'll be here next week for our anniversary. As far as I know. Matthias, she'll be here next week for our anniversary. Unless something comes up. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Until (laughs) then, uh, this is the icon saying we love you. And uh, always be safe. And don't forget to join us next week. Until then, we'll see you. Have a great, great night. You think you know me.